This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, it's Kayla Yule from Directionally Challenged, a podcast about realigning your internal compass. New KFC chicken nuggets are finally here and you have never had nuggets like these. All of the delicious KFC flavor you love in one amazing chicken nugget. 100% white meat, hand-breaded in KFC's original recipe. Order new KFC fried chicken nuggets now available at participating KFC near you. Guys, they're finger licking good. Have you pressed record? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, can you press record on the Zoom? Yeah, yeah. I need to ask you something unrelated to Goldie. Never said that before. <laughs> unrelated, unrelated to chatting with drum and bass yeah. DJ Goldie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to horn this out. I'm going to horn it out. Okay. Um... I but met a DJ once in a swimming pool. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, this Continue. is a nice story. <laughs> for Goldie or for me? <laughs> Don't know, really. <laughs> when I was about 21, I think I told you I spent the weekend with a millionaire. Hmm, sounds a really... Like it's not going to go well. I was 21. The millionaire man was <laughs> 28. How did he make a million? From clothes shops. And he lost... He lost all his money when he was about 25 and he made it again. He was bald. From what I remember, he was bald. He lived in Chichester. He had a lovely sort of house where I imagine sort of Jamie Oliver lives. One of those... What do you call those little... Uh, what do you mean? What do, what do, do you, you know where Jamie in? Oliver lives in London? <coughs> no. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a part of London that has a specific name for its houses? You know when you go down those streets in London, you do a little left, you look down. It's a just muse. A muse, that's oh, it. I love a muse. Don't yeah. call muses. I <laughs> what are muses? Muses are the little houses that you, the servants used to live in to service the big houses. They're always next to big houses, muses. Oh, yeah, but now they're so fancy a street death. of a muse street would be all yeah. the servants living. Yeah. In. Oh right, I didn't know that. Mm. Well, yeah. I'm sure Jamie Oliver lives in one of those. Yeah, they're fancy now. Of... Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. A muse. I don't know that. I just saw Christmas <laughs> with Jamie Oliver like ten years ago. <laughs> it might have been a studio. set, David. To be honest with you. Yeah, it was a set. <laughs> I don't think it was. I'm just fucking burping. We came on here to discuss what we're going to discuss with Goldie, by the way. (laughs) I'm just 
belching. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Is this how we're prepping for the iconic guests we have on Goldie? <laughs> Anyway, so I met this millionaire. So I was 21, <laughs> feeling terrible about my life. Good little body, though, at the time. I had a super body. I've got, got a photo of me getting out of the bath nude. <laughs> I had a super little body with my dreads. I didn't. <laughs> I really didn't. I was up skin and bones. I, I went from thin and bony to fat. I didn't have any middle ground. Isn't that heartbreaking? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> You had beads. You're confident to wear beads. What? <laughs> you had confident enough with your body you wore, wore beads. Yeah, I wore red, gold and green beads. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to show you the photo, see what uh, don't know how comfortable a new 21-year-old <laughs> rent boy. So this is all stuff we're going to talk with Goldie about, yeah? Yeah. Okay. What was I talking about? So I met this millionaire... God, fucking hell, I've said that eight times. <laughs> and we went to his house, which is like one of those Jamie Oliver houses. And I think it had like two Why or three... Why were you going to his house? You didn't know him? I think my girlfriend at the time knew someone who knew him. Right, OK. So you weren't just going to a millionaire's no, house. No, so I felt Was it in awful. London? Chichester. Chichester, sorry. So I felt awful about... I'd love to find where it is, actually. Where was that? Hmm. I think it was we right in the town. We should do that now, before, five minutes before Goldie comes in. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to have a little nose. <laughs> yeah, four minutes before Goldie comes on. But when you're feeling, what was I doing when I was 21? I think I was greenkeeping. Mm-hmm. Or I was out of work. Um, I definitely had an adverse effect to penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allergic to penicillin. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get this story about a millionaire going. <laughs> <laughs> but you feel crap about yourself you don't know what direction you're going in you're looking at someone who's mm. a millionaire at 28 and we went to I think we went to his wedding that same summer and the, the owner of Pepe Jeans was there <laughs> and Dean Gaffney and Sid Owen doesn't get better than that the three biggies <laughs> The owner that's of Pepper. That's mad, isn't it? Well, you're about to meet Goldie. Owner of Pepe. <laughs> I'm going to ask Goldie if he's met the owner of Pepe Jeans. <laughs> I don't think Pepe Jeans are good. I loved Pepe Jeans. Carlos they came with a... Ortega. <laughs> have you met Carlos Ortega? <laughs> Didn't Pepe Jeans have a little red badge on them? I, wanted, I loved Pepe Jeans. I, I think I had a pair. Are they still going? No, I don't think so. That's what makes me go, he's probably not. Pepe Jeans. Oh, no, they're still going. Are they? Pepe Jeans, London. But when you're 21... And you're just meeting the owner... With no direction, and you meet the the owner of Pepe Jeans... (laughs) You just feel like such a loser. (laughs) It's not the best name, is it? Pepe Jeans... Sid Owen was there. That was at the height of his EastEnders. I think Gaffney was there. I don't know if I just imagined that. I genuinely... I'm looking uh, at Pepe Jeans. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He must have been minted at the time. Oh, here we go. He's something to do with Barcelona. (laughs) 
Or is there another Carlos or take? <laughs> Hello? Oh shit! <laughs> Hello! Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! Oh, hold shit. on! Hold on! Let me get fully. I'm, I'm trying to get a full fucking thing here. What's going this on here? Amazing. I'm this here. Already blown my mind. Ah! Flipping out! Let there be lights. Look oh. at that! Looks fucking t- terrifying. That's too fucking bright. Let me just get over there. Ah, there you go. Look at that! <laughs> wow. I've got to say. Seriously, you just don't know how mind-blowing it is. Two of my favourite guys at a distance. I'm what? being a bit of a fanboy now. No. Goldie, can we be your fan? Yeah, I really <laughs> am. I really am. Fucking volume up for a start. What the fuck's going on with volume? <laughs> There we go. Hello. Can Hello, we be mate? your friend? Hey! Can, Can we, we be your friend? <laughs> Please be my friend. And listen, David, I was trying to work out how Brian took a shit with all that cabbage this morning. Oh, right. Well, well the robot or Brian? Oh, yeah. no, Brian ate it. So well, I can't remember no, what Brian. we were. The last time I said cabbage is not good for us. But for him, maybe he did a thing where he, I don't know, economically made it better or did some kind of, you know. I don't, I don't know. know. I didn't think that much, that hard over the script. <laughs> you don't think that much. Let's make, let's make it all philosophical thinking. No. Right. He got, I know what happened. You left him at the train station. Somebody, yeah. I, what happened really happened was he got off a Luton and a bunch of fucking gang from Luton. He's now selling crack. That's what we <laughs> thought. We thought he got, just got chucked off of the next platform. He got chucked off of the next platform. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, man? Right, we we were just talking about, in 1995, I met the owner of Pepe Jeans. What do you make of that? <laughs> oh, God. And I, did, I made a fake TV for him, and I put my, my pit bull in there. What? 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 Yeah, I had to do a TV thing. <laughs> With the owner of Beppe Jeans? Yeah, yeah, I did a fake TV <laughs> fucking knobs. I think mean, I just scored like an eighth of gear, so I was off my tits for a week. <laughs> building, like Brian, you know, you know, building this fucking mad TV. And I had my, my pit bull terrier at the time. And I kept making him jump through this fake window like I was on the TV for Pepe Jeans, yeah. I think I've got some slip mats somewhere. Well, you've, you've met, have you really met him? He's an Indian, Indian fella. Or when we're like Carlos he's... Ortega. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck his name is, but yeah, it was. They're all on the beat, mate. I don't hear it. They're all on the beat back then. All of them. He might have oh. sold it. Fuck knows. Oh, anyway, fuck you, boys, man. I'm seriously. Yeah. I'm su- such a fanboy. Oh, I said, you don't realise how important this is. Well, this has blown our mind. To be honest with when, you, honestly, we're... when you contacted us. Yeah. Well, we did a whole episode talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I keep hearing my other half talking to you on the... F- like, I was talking to her yesterday, and she went, hold on, it's Goldie. I yeah. had to sit down. <laughs> I was like, talking to Goldie. No, do you know what you did? What I said to her, Dave, I said to her, what's it like with the sheer weight of him on top of you? Just that <laughs> guy. <laughs> He said you've been out fucking jogging and doing all that normal stuff. What's going on with you? Fucking hell, Spurs. Oh, God. What a oh, day. Where are you? In Thailand? Mate, I'm sitting in the studio in, in, you know, in my fucking underpants as I do. Jesus, wet he is. Fucking straight undies. I'm in my, I'm in, I'm in my with the studio. Look at that. Get, 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 get
<laughs> yeah, I, am. I am. I'm in the I'm in the studio, which is in the basement of the house. It's like my man cave. We where where in Thailand? Phuket, Thailand. We built this place. We built this place about ten years ago, and we kind of moved in after a two year build. It's always been our place. Me and my wife came to visit. I never thought I'd live here, and when I got here, I thought, "Fuck, I'm definitely want." It was a dream for us, and. I was at the peak of my addiction. I was fucked. I was just coming out of a divorce, and I, I just had enough. And I was, what I said, I top myself. I've just met this wonderful woman at dinner in Shanghai, and we ended up coming here. And uh, me and the missus, and we've got a lovely eleven-year-old. You know, oh. been happy, happily married, and having a great time. And I just spend most of my time. You know, I mean, I, it was weird because I came here to fucking retire. That never happened. I, yeah, I, I had three years, and all of a sudden, I did fuck all, and it just went nuts. Again, and it's re mad renaissance. I mean, jungles everywhere again. You know, it's like this uncle under the stairs. You know, it's like the uncle at the barbecue that people invite. The don't don't bring them. Don't bring Uncle Goldie to the barbecue. But of course, DMBs on everyone's lips again, and it's renaissance, and it's great. You know, British genre is worldwide, is worldwide again. But yeah, we came here, and and um, and I started producing again, and I've got a gallery in Bangkok with my partner Gary. Uh, which is called the Aurum Art Gallery. And uh, all my friends from around the world was contemporary art. And I was just there for the last two days. But we're in Phuket, so Bangkok, we've got the gallery. We're down here in the south on the island. And I just, you know, bum around and do a lot of mountain walks, a lot of hiking. I do a lot of hiking up here. Oh, hiking. What, what is your... Uh, I was just about to say, actually, my, I got an, oh, my eldest son's 20. Yeah. And he said to me... A couple of months ago, he said, oh, I'm going to go travelling. And he's kept, he keeps saying it for about a year. And I, So when he said it this time, I said, right, I'm buying you a plane flight. And he went, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but he's coming to Thailand in January. Well, tell yeah, come down, we'll look after him. We'll point him in the right direction. Oh, oh just yeah, keep your trousers on, son. I'm definitely going yeah, well, to keep his. Yeah, he's, gonna keep, he's definitely going to keep his wallet because he'll be down Ting Tong in a minute. Down in Patong, they all want to go. It's like the old Disney World now. It's turning to Disney down there. It's like we only people what? travel to Phuket and they go to what's called Bangla Road, and it's of course the you know the girls, right? It's the road in Phuket where all the girls are. But it's like it's become like it used to be really seedy, but it's now turning to like Disney. Like there's families with fucking buggies going down there and all these birds hanging out. You know what I mean? Because it's become this weird kind of place, you know, for people to go and see the girls of Patong. But it's a bit weird. But um, yeah, you know the young. You see young guys coming here. You, and you, you, would you take him to the girls of Patong, my son? <laughs> I, I, will get, I will get James, my my partner in crime, who's my engineer. He, when he comes here, he does. We do projects in here. We do album projects. We yeah. he's come four days to do a, a Goldie album. We're going to start for the fall, and uh, he always ends up. We we end up f recording for like three intense weeks, and then he goes just off to Patong, and he comes back like four <laughs> days later. <laughs> yeah, well, if you time it right, you can send your son over then, David. That'd be <laughs> nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it'll yeah. never be the same. You realise I'll be the other one of the stairs. You're like, yeah, without going look on his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you do when you when you say you're writing an album? Yeah. What do you actually do? Are you are you playing uh, on keyboards and coming yeah, up with yeah, drum bits and equipment? Yeah, what I do is I I kind of reverse engineer everything. Like I've just overseen a project with Adam Betts, my drummer. He's an amazing drummer from the Heritage Boys, and he's on in his own right. He's got this mad 
squid band with his kind of fucking crazy stuff he does. And he's been touring with loads of different artists. But he's been my drummer for a while. So I'll record drum sessions. Then I'll bring all of that stuff Hang back. Hang on a minute. When you do that with him... Do, yeah. Does he just? Do you have an idea and say, right? Can you do something like that? Yeah, and then I'll say, like, now change that. And... Say it again. And I'll just record loads of fucking recordings. Usually, usually on this, and I'll put it all together. All vocals. I write. There's vocal books everywhere here. I'll be writing stuff out and and doing stuff and lyrics and and we just put some beats together, put them on loops, swirl swirl like dervishes, as they say, yeah. and start putting together this music. I mean, we did. We've done five albums here. We did the Journeyman here. We did uh, we did the bloody we did the subjective album here. We did the, with the soundtrack from our TV series, which hopefully will get picked up this year. Um, so we've been very busy. I mean, I kind of like I said, came here to retire, but I think I really came here to remap myself to kind of re rebirth. Is the word what, I'd like? Your, to you said your TV show. What's your TV show? Uh, I, I always wanted to do. When I was when I made Timeless in '95, whenever the fuck it was, '95. I'd, I'd always I'd always had the idea that Timeless was a, a television show. It was a story about a boy who could change everything, um, and he was true to the cause. And I was like, "Well, wow, that's a, could sound like a fucking disaster," but it was a coming of age thing. So I wrote. I, I basically I've spent the last seven years writing. Instead of writing Inner City Life, I wrote Timeless. I wrote the whole 21 minutes. In other words, I wrote six episodes, which you kind of don't do in TV. You get a pilot and you do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Stevie G, my best mate. Stevie's been a part of this for a while. He's going to be one of the main leads. He plays one of the one of the. He plays a DI. Stephen Graham. Yeah, yeah. Stevie's a good lad. Top oh boy. Um, so Stevie's going to play this DI who's got a a, 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 a missus in, in the hood and he's got a mixed race kid, but he's, we're all chasing this really horrible cunt who we grew up with who just wanted more, but it's really, this, it's three stories intertwined. It's a tragic Shakespearean tale of, it's a condition called temporal lobe dysfunction, which is never, no one ever knows about it. It's never on anyone's radar, but it's an acute type of epilepsy, but there's no cure for it. So I found this wonderful device, which I'm kind of suffer from a little bit where I've always been fascinated with time and from the, from having a lot of trauma and growing up in the care system, the amount of trauma that I'd fucking got with, with sexual abuse and all this madness and violence, we become desensitized to it. So I wanted to have this kind of semi autobiographical story of this kid called Tristan, his nickname's True. It's very difficult to call a True in a screenplay unless you're gonna fucking own it. But the idea of having this beautiful device where it, it comes of age where he, he's he got three packs of playing cards, all of these things happen to him, but when did they happen? So his timeline's not linear. So the audience know that from episode one that he's, he's mentally ill because his mother's been dragged out of a doctor's because she's on the gear. And it becomes this wonderful, story of hope with him coming of age and bringing down his stepfather which is the nemesis so you've got that story you also got the story of me going to new york when i was 18 which i did how how'd you do that at 18 well i got on a fucking plane on fucking whatever richard branson had a fucking airplane yeah, yeah, but that's that takes some. Onions, yeah, well, I it? lived in a village in Surrey. <laughs> I, I wouldn't step out my front door <laughs> like, how do you just fuck off to but, it's just hip-hop culture, you know what I mean? We were following hip-hop culture at a young age. And that's what I love love about this. It's such a 
some of your guests it's a juxtapose isn't it it's a different world mm. yeah but there's a lot of, there's a lot of familiarities you know we're creatives right so i just got the bug of looking at hip-hop videos and think this place in new york and all these videos of people break dancing in. and then i saw graffiti and it fucking blew my mind these trains moving around new york with these letters on what They've year was this 80 yeah 83 84 was in new york so it was like you know you, you're there and it's very freudian like new york the smell of break dust and pizza you know what i mean and it's like fuck in new york and, and then going to the because i always thought new york was just manhattan right and then my mate's like yo fuck that can let's go to the bronx and i end up going to the bronx thinking oh my god it's like fucking vietnam because it was it was it was quite level then the bronx it wasn't it wasn't built in the way that it was now you know in the 70s in the late 70s the place was set alight by the landlords to you know because it was a it was a, it was it was fucked it, the city was bankrupt but out of you know where no one would know lotus right so out of that all of that demise this great culture called hip-hop came out and that involved a lot of things the music the rap the breakdancing and the graffiti and, and the rest is history i was standing on the fucking shoulder of giants mate for the last 30 fucking years 35 years uh, and that was so great. What, so from there, did you come back and go, right, I'm going to make music? Yeah, no, I know, not at all. That was completely, that came later. I didn't make a record till like 27. I just came back. I was a graffiti writer in the Midlands. But I mean, could you imagine being in Stanton's fucking cake shop going, I came back from New York. <laughs> Like a light grey goose, a great, light blue baby blue goose down with a white fur collar with puma states, fat laces, baseball cap like that. <laughs> in the middle of the <laughs> with gold teeth, it didn't fit anymore. Yeah, Goldie, can I ask a quick question? Go ahead. How have you got such a good body, but you're eating like a pan of chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> but that, that annoys me, though. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? I smell to you. Smell. No, do you know what it is? It's, 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 you know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's because of all of the, the healing. I've, I've been doing yoga for 13 years. Have you? Yoga's my fucking, my go-to, mate, yeah. Yoga's might be my saviour. I've been doing hot yoga for 13 years, and I fucking hated it the first six months. <laughs> but my mate, you know, my mate said, look, you're used to clubs. You're playing clubs. It's hot, sticky. And, and I just, you know, there's a mirror in front of you, and you start seeing the ugly fucking you and realising it's not about the weight loss. It's about engaging your mental mind and being involved in a lot of trauma. I quickly kind of, talk to it because it was kind of painful if that makes any sense and it's kind of like but it was painfully nice in a way and it, and it started getting better and better and then you start to kind of the weight comes down but it wasn't just the weight i mean i'll tell you what it was one of the surprises of it was it wasn't the gym where all these fucking big cunts are looking at you thinking you twat he's going there going <laughs> I want to, you know what if you're looking and i started seeing big i started seeing big people that were i was in really good shape thinking yeah big charlie big bollocks and i started seeing people that were really like weighty and they were doing stuff that i couldn't fucking believe and i'm thinking this doesn't make sense it's like a fucking it's like a travelator stopping and you, you know when humans walk on travelators they just walk weird when it stops but the mind can't do it it was a bit yeah. like that like i couldn't work it out and the guy what this wonderful guy called paul dobson is a black guy from leicester who is living down here he came to me after about four or five times and he went, listen, can I pull you aside? He goes, listen, leave your fucking ego at the door, mate. Put it in a suitcase, leave it at the door. Because you're trying too hard. It's not the fucking gym. You've got to breathe. And I started breathing. 
Do you know what I mean? Because I never breathe. I'm always a million fucking miles an hour. But I do meditate and I do breathe and I do a lot of yoga. And that's what that's the story of me for 13 years. It's been amazing doing that. What's the change? I've spoken to Lee Mack about he He swears by meditating. He meditates every day. What's the difference between... What what changes when you meditate? Because I don't really. He sort of. I spoke to him briefly about it, but he he just has to meditate every day. Otherwise, he says he sort of goes off the rails a bit. Off the rails. Well, the type of meditation I've been into is TM, which is transcendental meditation, and and I think the trick is people think meditation is about you know, oh my god, you're going into this place and it's going to be so zen. You're going to get all the chatterbox, right? You're going to get all the fucking knowing, and you've just got to keep. It's different with TM because you have a word. You get given a word, and it's a two-tiered word that you repeat, and you keep that in your mind, and you keep on the word, and you keep oh, and it speeds up, it slows down. But you start going into it. If you do it enough, you will go into it, and you start to just... I don't know. You, I can't explain it. It's a bit like trying to explain what a mushroom trip is. It, it's a bit difficult. Sorry, guys. What you is know. a mushroom trip? I haven't done one. I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it takes a little sippy. I'll get me cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love you. Anyway, it's, it's a good. It's a, it's, I think it's a good thing. The, med- the meditation is good, and it's you know you just do like half an hour. It's a good threshold, and you you know you stay in that zen kind of fucking space because I used to think oh oh I'm just going to pretend to meditate and fall asleep and I end up snoring and the wife's going you you fucking snoring it's not the same. Um, I'll, be, I'll wake up and meditate. So it's kind of like, well, what's the point in that? Wake up, sit in a chair, close your eyes, and just go into the mantra. Um, it's like, you know, everyone's got their own thing. And I think, I think the thing I have realized living in Thailand, just get a belief system, man. If it works for you, that's what it's about. <laughs> what is that? Pan of chocolate? No, it's my wife's banana cake. Cool. No sugar. Oh, what she do that all day? Look at it. No, I can't be fucked up. <laughs> have you been in the Queen Vic pub? I have been in the Queen Vic pub. How big um, is it in real life? Not, David, David has a slight not, obsession not, with the size of sets. Basically, you might have to walk him through pace by pace um, when you come in right. the door. How many? Yeah, walk us round the set. Well, of, it's in a line. It's in a line. Can I just say, I never thought Goldie would be telling me how long the bar is. (laughs) I sort of, I sort of knew it would get to this point. This is the pinnacle of our. uh, This is it. Here's another thing: the Queen Vic. It's slightly disappointing because your bubble just goes, it pops. It really does because you get to the set and you think. You know, you know when you're watching all these scenes, and then you start seeing these places and the faces. Yeah. When you go into the, the Queen Vic, you know you kind of walk around the back, and it's just a shell, and you really, and you and you get. But that's, you feel, but, but that's exactly what Dave. You, you're obsessed with what's behind things on sets, aren't you? Dave? Well, I'm obsessed with the, thinking that everything's real. I think I quite like the bubble popping. <laughs> you <laughs> like the, the idea of walking through a door and knowing what's where the camera can't really? see. Don't you? Right, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what's really weird is that I've actually got... Remember Tiffany's fucking... What was good was that Tiffany had this thing, you know, with Tiffany. What was, what was her name? And she died, didn't she? Well, there was a fake coffin that I ripped the thing off. I had that. So I've got that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Tiffany's <laughs> coffin. <Yeah. laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I nicked Tiffany's 
fucking complete Francesco with a pint glass. Oh, I just—he was only on—he was only talking about me. I just ripped the fucker off. And what's so far? Did she do that and did not say anything? No, they didn't. They looked up on Wolverhampton, mate. No one saw anything. If I've seen you do that, I wouldn't have said anything. Yeah, just let him have it. Just, he was always going to nick the yeah, coffin lid. Yeah. I did get ripped, though. I got ripped a lot after that because all my mates went, Why are you talking like that? Why are you like <laughs> You've got something, Angel, have you got something wrong with your throat? It was a little bit, it was a little bit like that. And then we had to do this run through the square. And then you, had to, you, you had to run in slow motion. You had to run like you were what? running, but it wasn't a run. And it was like really weird. Um, Why did you have to run in slow-mo? Because well, the camera can't get you, but it's been gone. It was like you got to pretend you're running after oh, something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> TV run, which is really yeah, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but the other interesting thing was there was a club called E... E14? Oh, the... Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, yeah, When they tried to spruce up and get, you know, get yeah, rid of yeah. the kid. Lovely little club. I never... <laughs> I never... <laughs> it's a great club. Never played that. Really but I do remember... Now, my thing with my mates was, go on, G, do it. And I got loads of fucking Met leg stickers on the bottles behind the bar. Did oh, you? Did you? <laughs> and I'm still, yeah, if you the old episodes, they're there, man, in the back. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Fucking get in there. Of the number 10, Buckingham Palace, fucking E14 e Club. Get in there. Have you been in Buckingham Palace? Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to say where You got an MPE, didn't you? I did, but massive Belen, yeah, I did get the massive Belen badge. Massive <laughs> <Belen>. <laughs> <laughs> It is, it is in there, it is in there. I've got that and a massive scoop of gravel. Did you? <laughs> what, you, <laughs> what, you <laughs> took gravel from the palace? Oh, yeah, so, from the floor, you, you gravel you're outside. You're not worried that might have looked a bit weird as well? Like no, you're walking just, out with your badge? I did, yeah, yeah. I, did faking, I did the faking of the shoe thing like I was on, when I was escape things, you know. <laughs> I'm just doing the reverse by taking the gravel out. Yeah, you did it the other yeah. way. You put it up your trousers. No, I think. Well, I kind of. I put it in my pockets and a few of my socks. But I have got. <laughs> I've got it now. Gravel. Where's the gravel it's, now? I can show it. Do you want to see it? Yes, 100 percent, please. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. I'm going to show you the gravel. I've got it somewhere. It's up here. I'm going to get the gravel. <laughs> <laughs> He's still in his pants. I'm getting a picture of him coming back with the gravel. Oh dear. Is this gravel from outside the palace? Yeah. You could probably put your hand through the... Oh, I don't know if you can yeah, tell him that in a minute. You can probably do yeah. it walking past. Or take the gravel from outside. And... What if he takes about 45 minutes? What do we do? <laughs> Brings in a big ton bag. <laughs> oh, flipping out. I'm really oh. interested in the studio. Look at that. That looks cool, doesn't it? I absolutely love it. Oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> you need coming back. Here's one pod of gravel. <laughs> so it's the Holy what? Grail. What? It's the Holy Grail. <laughs> the Holy Grail. Buckingham <laughs> Palace in my hand. <laughs> yeah, I've got a few of these. What I love about that... Oh, that, no, he's lost it. <laughs> don't lose your gravel. <laughs> what I love about that, that was... Two days before, someone went down B&Q and bought a load of gravel out the front. <laughs> and, and you got down. <laughs> it was just this thing about having this gravel. Because I did, I did actually think about that. And I thought, go to one of the corners. Because it'll be older gravel. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't rush in then? I didn't rush in. Where, where then you I, yeah. And then I backed it up and got the sticker in there. Which is good. House of Lords, Buckingham Palace, number 10. 
Yeah, good, we, good, good. On. We. So, are you liking it in Thailand? Then, is there a bit of you that wants to? Are you missing here? No, I, I mean, I was just there. I did the summer. I did. It, I mean, I toured. I'm fucking smashing it. You know, I did. I did 57 gigs. We did Ronnie Scott's. We did this. You know, the seven live shows. <gasps> What's that like, DJing? What's that? No, like? this is the live shows. This is the live keyboard. Oh, right. So we had, you know, that you had, you know, Adam Betts on fucking drums, Dan Nichols on, you know, on on the on the, on the percussion. We had four singers, you know, on keyboards. James on keyboards, bass player. Yeah, we smashed it, man. Had a good old fucking time. I'm doing it again in August. Actually, we do we do we're doing it every year now, Ronnie. Because we did four shows, yeah, two nights, and it was a lovely, lovely gig. And then I went to the. I've just got back from the US, and that was the DJ stuff. And it's been lovely, man. It's been a real kind of renaissance, if you like. What do you prefer doing? Your your own music. Oh yeah, I mean, I, the label's thirty years old next year. I love the label. I've been, and I, but I'll play, I'll play all of the integral D and B music. We don't play any of the cheesy bollocks. It's not us. It's never been my fucking thing. I hate it. Um, but it's all my mates from around the world. We've been knowing for thirty years. You know what yeah. I mean? We support each other, and we've got our own little thing going on. Um, I guess it's the northern soul of the modern times in that respect. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a there's a lot of music there, um, and I'm seasoned. What about going to bed late? Because obviously no, DJ, I'm, you have to go, obviously DJ and it starts late, doesn't it? Don't I'm it? in bed by 10. Yeah, me too. Mate, I, I was in bed at 9 last night. It's the weirdest thing. I'm in, I'm in that weird, as soon as I turned 57, for the last four years, I've, I've been three hours. That's my, that's my, I'm Margaret Thatcher, yeah, I'm in Margaret Thatcher you land. You slept for like, three hours? I did three, four hours. That's all no, I do. And you feel all right on that? I feel all right, but I do in two halves. Give me two halves, you know. So I'll have a little, I'll have a little fucking three-hour nap in the afternoon. I'll have a, you know, I'll, like last night I woke up at two thirty and played Xbox with my fucking mates because that's what I do. We get up and we play, you know, we get on Call of Duty and there's Lordy and fucking and Kristen and you know they're all normal people. One, you know, one's a train driver, one's a fucking works at Drayton Manor Park, you know. And we've been on the game, we've been gaming for like nearly twenty years, right. you know. And, and, and so they're just, it's just normal stuff where you just talk shit about the world and, and you know, and it gets us away in, in their little man caves, but it's a bit of an escape apart away from all of the kind of DJing, you know, all that stuff. And um, it's like a hobby. So we do that. So I just, and I, I was in bed at five, then I got up seven, eight. Yeah. So I had three, yeah, three hours, got up at eight. And then um, after I've done this, I'll have another little fucking cat nap. I have yeah. one now, actually, yeah. I'm napping all the fucking time. If you, <laughs> want, to leave, if, if you want to leave the webcam on, we'll happily watch you. Nice and wildly slipped. I've always, I always wonder when I come home from clubs when I was younger, though, and you'd see like a little, you come out, you know, you get a taxi, and you're piling there and out of a cab, and you see a little fucking light on, and you see an old man scuttling in the kitchen, mm. and I think, you sad fuck. Now I'm like, that's <laughs> I thought that was going to be quite a romantic story, that. <laughs> <laughs> but is it, is I thought you were going to say a little tear ran down your face. A little you tear. You said, <laughs> sad fuck. You sad fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that took a Talking turn. Which, you know, ravers, you got, I was saying to your missus, you know, I think the thing about England when you said, do you miss it? I could have, I had the opportunity to live in New York, Miami, because my dad's from Miami. Uh, and 10 times over, green card, all of that. And I just thought, fuck off, I want good bacon and eggs. And I just love, in like, English ravers, man. 
you know, they are, they are a breed of their own, you know, going to Donington Park in the 90s and you got all these guys walking around with our fucking shirts on and they're just freezing cold, just gurning at their heads. And you think, <laughs> he's got to work at Quick Fit on Monday. They just turn up. But it's, there's, there's one, one, of our, one of our lot, we call him Paul Jube, his name is. And he's infamous, this fucker. He's been on my label. First time I ever met him, he's from Dorset originally. Lived in a caravan. Just going around the country in different caravans because he's kind of like his family uh, work at the fair, and 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 he, and he's and, and and he's always the one that gets completely shit faced. Like he'll play a gig, and he'll get and I'm, I'm like Paul, he's he's playing for like an hour and a half, two hours, and he's completely hammered, but he plays a fantastic set. And I'm like, can he even play fucking straight? This guy, but he's amazing. But he would always find him at a festival at Outlook. We'd always find him like face down with his arms by his side, like in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> and he just get up and start all over. Come on, Paul. Come on, Paul. But we, you know, and it's, it's, I think the characters that I've met within this industry is you can't beat them. Right, can't. I've got to ask you, Goldie. I've got to ask you. Um, Joe can probably guess. Have you ever met Robert Smith? Oh, from uh, Cure? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, here we go. David's little face. Really? He's a really lovely guy. Oh. He's a really <laughs> lovely guy. He's a really good guy. I'll tell you, he, why don't you get him on the show? He's a bit shy. No, he's very, he's, very, he's very, very shy. But I think he's... Yeah. I mean, no. But I'll tell you what, though. He's what, not going to come on in his pants. Hey. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna give you the four. He's not gonna give you the four one, is he? Oh, he's not hello. gonna give you that. Oh, he's not gonna give you that. Sweat. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though. Um, I'll tell you who's, who, who's not nice and he's a bit of a cunt. He's um, Morrissey, that fella. Yeah. I, 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 I met, met him. Have you met Morrissey? Oh, mate, listen, he, we did a fucking festival and, and we, we kind of accidentally chipped into his room. He's like, oh, you've all got to come out. You've all got to come out. He's fucking interviews. I'm like, mate, chill out. We just fucking do music. So I thought, I know what you'll do. He went on stage and me and my mate got fucking loads of ham from our rider and we stuck <laughs> over where he was in his room. He's sitting on a fucking bed of ham. Is he? You've got sausages under your arse, got loads of fucking ham. Just giggling to myself, you'll never know. Maybe if you watch his podcast, he might fucking know. He's a massive chatter biscuit. Yeah, he's just, you know, it's all that fucking, you know, come on, man. Don't take yourself seriously. No, it's hard work, isn't it? Hard work, mate. It's hard work. It's a vegan thing. I don't know. I guess... I guess in one way it is because we were eating cardboard in the fucking eighties and nineties, weren't they? But now it's the food's gone a lot better. Sorry, vegans, but Beyond Burgers and they're amazing. I, I, I do have eat plant based myself, but the, the choice of food was boring back then. I guess maybe that was beans and potatoes, wasn't it? Until about twenty ten, yeah. yeah, grim. Come I, on, I, I, I've got, no, sorry, Joe. No, sorry, just, go on. come on, keep going. Come on, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All, all food, on, all food how often? Oh, all the things that keep going in my head is: you, How often do you think, Christ, m- the amount? How bananas? Just be, like we just said to you, oh, do you know Robert Smith? Yeah, I'll tell you, he's a knob. Have you got say. gravel from th- bucking pads? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You do you ever have you know Robert Smith? Yeah. Have you got gravel from? Yeah. Have you got gravel from Marksman <laughs> Smith? Steve Pads as well. <laughs> for you getting celebrity grid. Um, well, it fits you. But, like, you must, you must go every now and then, just go, okay, now it's been bananas up to now, isn't it? The last 50 seconds. I'll tell you years. what it is. I'll tell you what it is. 
I do pinch myself because if I, I always think, of it, I always think of it like this in perspective. You know, I, I, when I'm in London and you go down the road, people go, "Where are you going?" It's the white van guys. You know, all the workers. If you ask them what I do, they'll be like, "Oh, just it's just gold, isn't it? He just does that stuff." What's he do? Well, I don't know, just stuff. It's gold, isn't it? I've just become the fucking part of this thing, and I think that if I take my name away from it, I'm a boy who's had a really fucking mental. Some of the things I've I've, I've experienced, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm in some simulation. I remember getting a call from. We 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 turned up at my mate. He was a guy called Josh Evans. He was Robert Evans' son, and Robert Evans' son is a producer. He's Chinatown, The Godfather, and he wrote a book called The Kid Stays in the Picture. Really fucking amazing book. And Josh and me, my my old manager always always tells me off for this. He says he says what, what, when the people ask what happened to you in America in the nineties, because I told the head of K Rock to go fuck himself. Because I was with this guy, and he's he's into loads of weed, and I'm into fucking. I was into coke, loads of it. Like we were like two opposite worlds of like you know fucking yin and yang. And we went to this dinner, and my manager my manager wasn't going to be there, and he's, he got Madonna's manager George Dukakis, whatever his fucking name is, to look after the meeting. And he's got make sure that Goldie doesn't go off fucking peace. Keep him, you know. This is this like this is gonna this is gonna be catapulting him into the US with you know gonna you guys on the radio need to play his music. So it doesn't happen. Me and Josh turn up and I'm fucking wired and he's off his tits on the most powerful weed ever. And we just gang up on this guy and basically go tell him to go fuck himself. And what happened was it was that you know, is Josh has said to me, "Listen, you got to meet Val. Val, man, Val's a big fan, man." And it was Val Kilmer was talking about. And I thought, well, "I'll have a bit of Batman." Yeah. And so, it's a true story. So, we'd arranged from the tour. We'd finished this first tour with Jane's Addiction. No, fucking yeah, no, no. Sorry, it was the it was the first tour. It was the Bjork tour first, Jane's Addiction second. But on the first tour, on the first tour, we I end up playing in Philly, and and he said to me, "Look, we're going to fly to LA." And when we go to LA, um, Val's going to meet you. Val's going to meet you, and uh, we're going to we're going to go to we're going to hook up in 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 LA. And I'm like, all right, cool. So he comes to the show. So we meet, and he goes, right, we're going to meet at Chateau Mao Mao after, which is the same room that Belushi OD'd in. Right? Oh, yes, I went there this year. Did you go there? Right, yeah, it's the Matt, restaurant I, and the hotel. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, 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 but you're the, in the, the actual but, room. He OD'd. The room is ten ten. Yeah, it says it. So I turn up with Josh, and I've already been. I've already seen him at the show in Philly because he comes to to watch us DJ and all that. And now he's in LA. He's like, "Yeah, Yo, you're in my town. Let's go." I've got my. Because he's got his suite. He's got the room there, right? So I'm fucking walking. Hey guys, it's Kayla Yule from Directionally Challenged, a podcast about realigning your internal compass. New KFC chicken nuggets are finally here, and you have never had nuggets like these. All of the delicious KFC flavor you love in one amazing chicken nugget. 100% white meat, hand-breaded in KFC's original recipe. Order new KFC fried chicken nuggets now available at participating KFC near you. Guys, they're finger licking good. Uh, with Josh, and it's full of fucking candles. And I'm thinking... I'm going to get fucking bummed here by Val Kilmer if I'm not careful. Don't make it really the time. It's to me this yeah. summer. Yeah, yeah. It's a story, isn't it? It's a story. 
but, it, <laughs> but, it, but it's, at the time I was really at the time I was I mean, on my own admission I was really weird back then like, I'm a, a little bit paranoid I was yeah. like you better fuck off mate you know but he was actually wasn't he had and we, we, he's talking like yo man tell me about tell me about timeless and tell me about the music and how you get inside and it was a fucking weirdest thing and he was all about making a a, a, a charity fucking free film and I swear to you I swear hands down he says hold on a second man and he fucking calls Ted Turner, the head of Warner. Remember Ted Turner? And he gets Ted Turner on the phone. And I'm like, who the fuck's this? And I've got no idea the fuck this is. Like, it's me, hey, golly, it's Ted. I'm like, Ted who? It's like, <laughs> Ted who? Like, it's Ted Turner. I'm a friend of Val's. Val tells me a lot about you. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm like, where's that gear gone? <laughs> you know, I like but, you know, so, and then, and then after that, we had this mad thing where, I got so fucking off my face, I'd missed the plane back to... But to what, when you say that, what does that look like? What are you doing? Where yeah, are you? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. What What have you I done mean, that you've missed getting yeah, a plane? where are you? Oh, I've done like an eight for gear and I've done fucking a bottle of vodka and I've probably done some pills of some sort. What are you physically uh, doing? Are you in a nightclub? Are I'm you not, wandering the earth? No, I'm, I'm on a sofa, <laughs> you know, carrying with a dribbling on myself. And, I'm, and, I, and all of a sudden, I woke up. I'm in a hotel room, thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, where, what year is this? Where am I? I'm Charlton Heston. What year is this? Where am I? And I'm really, really off my tits. You fuck! I'm off my tits. And then I get a phone call from Max. I missed the plane because, and there was a private party where. Where Val Kilmer's then been invited to the White House is when Bill Clinton was in power, and he's sitting there going, "Holy man, they're inside with the with the Secret Service inside with Josh and him." Going, "Where the fuck are you, man? You never turned up." I'm like, "One thing I missed was Bill Clinton, Miss Bill Clinton's party." So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, cocaine's a hell of a drug, man. <laughs> but you had a nice night anyway. I had a great yeah, night. Super yeah. night. <laughs> Fuck it anyway. He was sucking like he was doing all that when he fuck it. Nah. <laughs> but it was a good... It was, it, 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 but going back to the point, yeah, it has been a bit... <laughs> I don't know what the point was, to be honest. <laughs> I just keep thinking we're like two peas in a pod, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Hello Chatter Biscuits and Chatter Biscuits with Nuts, uh, etc. If you're enjoying this podcast, you need to get on our Patreon. You will get early access to ad-free episodes. There'll be videos and behind-the-scenes sneaky pics. It's basically a place where we all hang out together. And also, you'll be given instant access to our Discord community, which is a friendly place where Chatter Biscuits share stuff and talk to one another. It's like a nice Twitter basically uh, so just go to patreon.com forward slash chatterbix also patreon is also an app you can download onto your phone all for the price of a coffee once a month you pay a few quid quid and you become a vip chatter biscuit that's what you'd like sign up at patreon.com forward slash chatterbix the link is in the description of this episode Do you know what? There's over a thousand. We've got over a thousand, a oh, thousand patrons at the moment. Patreon, give it to me. Patreon, I need it, girl. Patreon, give it to me. Patreon, I need it, girl. Yeah.
know. How did your body withstand all that shit? And keep and keep your figure. Sibio. <laughs> That's not doing lots of gearing or eating for a week, you daft gun. Sorry. I looked back and there was a difference. I was drawn back then. I looked very drawn back then. And, well, and, you I don't want to say <laughs> some, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But you gotta you gotta admit, man, you know, when you look at when you look at the I think the nineties is f- it's what it makes it makes the sixties look like fucking kiddie fair. It really does because the nineties is a is a it was a powerful motherfucker because there's a massive change in the nineties we'd never had before the internet you know all of this massive change technology is fucking but the nineties was fucking insanely crazy I mean it's I look back on it thinking fuck me that was a blur but I guess people in the thirties said the same thing with prohibition or the twenties the roaring twenties you know I guess every generation but the difference is that each one of those decades never had the technology that was so forward in the way that our technology is now what you can you know, do I, I read this thing yesterday fucking elon musk has got this fucking chip that you can put in your fucking brain that can read your fucking thoughts no thank you <laughs> do you imagine having a fucking speaker that just blurts out what you're fucking thinking i think it would sound exactly like this yeah, would you would you come <laughs> would you come on if you do get it? Done? Oh please! If we, if we pay for it, if we buy the chip, we'll all, <laughs> all of you bunch of cons, get it there. Shave his beard, put it on his bollocks, whatever you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> the things that the things I about with. I think I think if we're really honest about this, most of us as humans, if we're walking down a street from A to B. It, you know, it's heaven and hell. You know, you want to fucking crush this guy's head and help this old lady across the fucking road. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, oh, so is, that not, is that not something you guys get? We have to get older. What <laughs> <laughs> could be your robot? Could be your robot remix. That could be the fucking remix version. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, Let's have you. Chip Fridays. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chip can, Fridays. Can sit there and tell us his thoughts. Goldie, what are your top three favourite songs of all time? Oh God! Uh, you got a gun to your I'm, head. You got oh, a gun to my head. I'm not doing could... it, David. Is. David's got the gun to. Oh, no, I'm not a problem for me. Um, it would probably be fucking hell. They they shift on a daily basis, but today I will give you my top three. Would be would be um, first circle by Pat Metheny as a, as my first piece. Uh, and then you're going, what the fuck is that? Uh, my second piece... But I'm thick as picture when it comes to... My second piece would probably be today, because it changes, like I said, um, would probably be... Today would be... Because I've been listening to it on the loop this morning with Spectre by Radiohead. I was having some, an excellent piece of music. Um, and the third piece would be... Um, would be... Oh, God. Oh! So this is my song. today? The, 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 the outstanding by um, Kenny Thomas. Okay. Scream absolutely weird as fuck. Go out there, guys, and listen to the mic. We think, what the fuck is that? What are your three today? There you go. Go on, David. I'm not go on, David. Show us, David. <laughs> Show us your prowess, David. What is it going to be? Yeah, go on, David. What is it? Well, it's been lovely having you. <laughs> 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 I uh, think if I told you mine, Goldie, you would genuinely what yours, go, well, it's been, what would be yours? What would be yours? Well, it's a, lo- it's a long-standing joke that I'm of terrible taste in music. Well, not terrible taste. I have my own taste in music. I really like um, Roachford. 
Look at the silence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, What's he going to do? I bet he brings rope with him. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. He's gone to bed. He's having his three-hour nap. I felt genuinely sick telling him that. Fucking awful. Do you know what? Let's not ask that, Let's not ask that question, man. Fucking hell, man. This was going Paul. so well. I, I also like Radiohead and the other two you said. <laughs> Just lowered my level completely, yeah. <laughs> No, but nothing absolutely. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> signing, book signing, anytime you want. When you want. Uh, <laughs> Are you? I bet. I wish one of you cunts loves the lighthouse family. It's got to be one of you. It's a good guy. It's <laughs> 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 gonna be him. I knew it. He's the guy. He's the guy who's sitting there going, "Mate, fucking Coldplay. Oh man, fucking brilliant. Got some lovely tunes. Got some yeah, lovely tunes." Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't know how much I'm enjoying this thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. fucking hell. He's just seen him swarming. I, I'm feeling <laughs> shit about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, you know what you should do? You just reverse a bus over your legs at some point. That's what <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've got, I've got another question. You, you've you've got come got on with the questions. Come on with yeah. the questions. Yeah. I'm not talking about his wallpaper. Come on. Can you, <laughs> can you make it in the music industry? without not can one make it in the music industry without having have you got to be an incredible musician to make it oh i know I, i've never been able to actually play an instrument in that respect i could play, i could tap the keys a little bit but I've, it's just about having you know now with technology you can if you've got an idea you know songwriting has been a thing for me for years and and organizing sound or humming a melody and getting musicians to play it that's always been my gift arrangement arranging sound because of painting because i paint i i kind of design it's all done before in my head are you saying like like structuring a song that kind of thing i'll just go and get you on oh <laughs> fucking hell this is i'm sorry steve davis but this <laughs> is the best interview we've ever done apart from the bit where i was told i <laughs> Uh, Did you not uh, like that bit? No, I just want him to really like me. Here's one that I've got framed. What's that? That's a song structure. What? It's, it's a big diagram. Yeah, it was. It's actually the piece that I did at the Albert Hall with an orchestra, and I just, I just drew it all out. The structure. I see it there. I know it's a big, it's a big mad fucking map. I don't but, understand yeah. that. What? Is, well, it wouldn't. But it's, it's called a legend. You know, when you get a legend and you have a map. I just created a legend. It's basically, I'll send you, I'll try and get my, my assistant to send you a picture of it so you can see if you want to insert it into your podcast. Oh. You just, you know, it's like anything, man. You, as a painter, you, ja James. Good morning. Can you say hello, James? <laughs> hello, James. No, say hello, to, <laughs> say hello to Joe and Dave on the old podcast there. No way. <laughs> He's a big fan. So, James, you've got to speak up, James. Yeah, crunch, crunch, guys. Hey! 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 He's a crunch, crunch. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Love yes. a crunch, crunch. Yeah. 
To all those fucking haters. They want to see your face and see how kind of, you know, that look of disgust on your face. <laughs> and I was telling him that when you come here, he was saying to me he's going to send his son here to Thailand in January. And I said, don't send him out with James. Do not send your son out with <laughs> He looks like the, He doesn't look like the kind of man who go off the rails. I trust that guy. I, yeah, yeah, that's weird. the it's... fucking problem. People <laughs> fucked him in cars and they end up losing passports and never getting back to the USA. Oh, <laughs> look how innocent he looks. Oh, is that what they look like? <laughs> is that what wrong look like? He'll <laughs> <laughs> disappear for four days on end. <laughs> anyway, I, these guys put me up for you. Like they're going, you got well, you golden. You haven't lived unless you listen to Chatterbix. Oh, uh, hey. no. that's. Um, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> you, James. Thank you, James. James, we're going to reconvene. All right, it's going really well. I'm going to see you in four days. <laughs> I, I, I did it for four days. I did, I did what you dared me to. I did it in my underpants. <laughs> <laughs> James has got a hell of a view then, didn't he? James, oh, he always gets a hell of a view this one, does. <laughs> See you later. Uh, Bye, James. He, he's going to die out on that. Listen, he's my bro little brother. He's been, I've been, I've trained him like a Jedi. Where were we? Yeah. Um, did you grow up with Stephen Graham? Did you grow up with him? No, I've just known him for fucking ever. I, I met Stevie at some weird, weird mad party somewhere. I think we were both off our fucking tits at the time. <laughs> well, I see. Then I met, met him on Snatch, and he, he turned out to be a really guy oh, on Snatch. And and it was great because we've been friends ever since. And his his missus is amazing. The kids, Gracie and Alfie, he's got an amazing family. And it's he's one of those guys that I think you look at Albert Finney. You know, you look at great British actors, right? And I think that he's one of the greatest we've mm. ever had. I mean, yeah. the roles that he's done, you know, Virtues is a tough fucking watch. Yeah. But it's, it's really, you know, you look at all the stuff of, of getting Roach and all those loads mm. and all those famous British gritty directors. But he's second to none. And he's just a great guy. And, you know, I think what freaked me out, being a fanboy and doing this or just being a fanboy for you guys, there's no difference. I know you're going to start being all... Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that is, this is quite surreal, actually. This is near archives. Hello, Nia, you jungleist, you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Hello, you little jungleist. I see you did Megan Meg winning a little award for BBC yesterday. You get me? <laughs> Do you want to read? I'm gonna, this is going to freak you guys. Do you want to meet a real jungleist now, guys? Yes, yeah. I've got, I'm doing my favourite podcast here. Look on that video right now. And you better say the word crunch, crunch. Come on, switch the video now. You better switch the video right now, as I'm not speaking to you ever again. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You just, this girl is near archive. She won an award yesterday. Oh. And she's, she's, her dad was into jungle years ago. She's been killing it in the minute, touring the world, doing really well. And uh, she's from Manchester, and she's amazing. Get on this bloody... Oh, here she is. Here's Nick. Say hello to Near Archives, guys. Hello. Hello. Congratulations. Congratulations. Hello, Nick. <laughs> I'm I'm recognise these bumps, right? I'm 48. recognise these bumps. I'll explain later, right? There's older to be a great, great granddad, this one is. The other one, not so much, but I tell them how trendy you are. Listen, I'm going to call when I finish, bub. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Is, that, is he proud of us? I'll see you in a minute. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, 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 you. No, she's winning, every, winning everything in a minute. So your, your, son, your son will know her. You've got near archives. No fucking way. 
Yeah, she's cool. Like re- I feel like I'm in a. I've been taken to a cool party, and I'm out of the depth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just doing I'm that. I'm just dropping them like this, yeah, like yeah. that. Yes, I've yeah. got some drugs. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 Graham, look, the point I'm making is, is that. It's the opposites, man. It's from that to that. I've, I've always had these, just known all of these. I feel, like, I feel like I am a mushroom where I'm just connected to all of these, this mad thing, you know, and Stevie... Is how can you be the great one of the greatest British actors we ever had? But we really fucking down to earth. Mm. You could never meet a more down to earth guy. You couldn't. How lovely! It's well, nice whenever he's that. in anything, you just go right. I'm watching it. Yeah, I'm watching 100%. that. And also, remember, I've seen people change. I'm not going to. I need to mention names, but I know people that are so socially Some awkward. I don't think it's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't think it's their fault that people can get so famous. They can be so socially awkward because it used to it because it's it's different i know the internet's here the other thing is as well is that people think they know you because mm. you're posting all this stuff so you can't let you, your ego all of a sudden drop in there it's when people go oh my don't take photographs i'm like fuck off you knobhead you're posting pictures of your belly button and you were taking people not photographs fuck off and jog on but i just think that that the, the difference i feel is that by being down to earth and being in the world that i've always been in I just love the fact that I've just, I can do all, I can just, it's good to connect with everyone and mm. be that guy. Like I said, take the name away. And if I write a list of people that I'm, I've met or I've, I've had dinner with, and I mean, even Ed Balls, that slimy fucking Labour politician. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's a cunt? Yeah, you're a cunt. Ed. Yeah. I mean, you might have to beat that for political nah, reasons. Put the phone up a little bit. Yeah, that. turn it up a little bit. But I always, remember, I always remember doing this thing for him, and he was have to go into the palace for the third time and it was it was a labor fucking big shindig at number 10 and it was and you know when you know when old slobber chop shops you know him gordon brad <laughs> uh, i kept looking at me thinking is he gurney he <laughs> <laughs> was just it was his down the email because i've seen him on tv but when you see him in person it's like your fucking message who's got a little bit bit of a fucking tick he starts dropping every t- every word he said at that point, that's when I went and put the metal sticker in them ten on his face. Then I went. Then I went to do this thing, and I got this. This this little fucking rat came along. He's like, you know, there was one of the little kind of Richard Le- King Lear persons. Go, ah, go um, Listen, um, Ed's short. He's got a uh, one of the 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 the, 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 the social workers can't make it. He's, he's ill. Would you address the social workers for me? And I went. <laughs> And I will. So I went and talked about being in the care system and, you know, standing ovation. He's got, right, Ed, Ed Balls has gone, Goldie, thank you for doing that so much. Listen, let me take you for dinner. So we go for fucking dinner, right? So where, where do you want to go? I always go to the Ivy, the old one, the old Ivy, original Ivy. Go to the Ivy. And we're sitting down and I'm, you know, going in there and waiting and he's, he's kind of, he's going to turn up and, and then he goes, go to your guests here. It's, uh, Mr. Balls. Oh, cool. Come on, sit down. Because, would you want to get the menu? Get some menu. He orders fucking steak, right? And then, and then I order my liver and bacon as I do. And he gets a little bottle, a bottle of red. And he's obviously, he's, he's thanking me for taking him out for dinner. I'm fucking sitting down and I'm eating the food and he starts walloping back the fucking wine. I don't drink wine. He's walloping back the wine and I'm just watching him go and I'm just, and, he, and I just go, I just, I just pick my moment. I lean into him and I go, Ed, why politics? You know what he does? He goes, the power. I swear to God, as soon as, 
As soon as he did that, I went, there he is. There's the devil, you know. There's the devil. Yeah, it was a, it was like a really dark moment where I did the whole room went. The room, no, but the room, the room went like that, right? And I just saw it. And anyway, I wrote a chapter in it. There's a book called All Things Remembered. And I actually named a chapter Ed Balls. It's a great chapter. It's very funny. But the, the fact was, is my mates have read this chapter and they're fucking rolling over on the floor with this, this book. But the chapter's about people that assume they have power. And um, and it was the fact that when we finished the meal, and after we said that, the chattering of plates and stuff, um, we go, right, so we're good. Well, listen, uh, we'll see you again then. And also, uh, mate, I'll lean over, go, check, please. And he didn't fucking flinch. He just sat there. Yeah. And I'm waiting for him to, you know, the body language, I'm waiting for him to go, yep, yeah, got this. He didn't fucking move. And I thought, and I thought at that moment, he's a cunt, he's always going to be a cunt, and fuck him. And I just, <laughs> I just, I don't know, there you go. And he didn't, he didn't even do the thing where you go, no, 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 I'll get it. Okay, I'll fine. He didn't even do that. He just didn't, I just went, oh, thanks. And oh. I thought from that moment, you're a cunt. You're a cunt, absolute cunt. So, yeah, that I'd happened. I'd love to just go to the R end <laughs> and music, the outro. Why don't you edit this for the end, then? This is a, a great send-off. Just do the world for Labour. We should just put the EastEnders music in there right now. Oh, that's a great... <laughs> Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> balls, you can't. That's what we oh, God. Right, we've got oh, 10 minutes. What's it going to be? Let's think about this wonderful... Where we were talking about Stevie, we've got New York Archive, we're talking about Paul Jube, we're talking about James, my partner in crime. Val Kilner, we've covered a lot of ground here. Well, yeah, right, I've got a question. It's not It's not really fun, but I want to see your get your take. I'm nearly 50. I'm scared of getting old. Mm-hmm. You're getting closer to 60. Yeah. What are you thinking? It's all over. Pack your bags, you're fucked. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's, that's when you put the EastEnders thing. <laughs> yeah. That's when you put it No, I'll tell, you what it, I'll tell you what it is. You will... Uh, th- this is a fact. This is kind of... I struggled up to 50. The f- from, 40, not, from 48 to 50, I fucking struggled mentally. Like, oh, for fuck's sake. Five old blood of bollocks. I'm gonna fucking reach for and I really got depressed about it. And I started drinking again a little bit. I was like, oh, and then I kind of went, you know, because I, I kind of moved it out of the drinking a bottle of fucking Russian standard into a really expensive bottle of sake because it's good. It's there's no sulfates in it for a start, so you still get woozy and you don't you don't get fucking hammered. Um, but as soon as I reached fifty, I started reading about. You know, there's a lot of kind of Buddhism things about, you know, the golden movement, the return. You kind of get wiser. And there's a physical, there's a, firstly, there's a physiological, physiological change because, you know, things change rapidly. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you start thinking about, you know, you've got to exercise twice as much as you would do. Um, so I always think it's good to kind of, you know, to start doing that anyway. But mentally, I, th- I thought I was kind of like, I felt really depressed for at least six months. But then I got to 50, then 51, and 52, and 53. You know, it does accelerate as you get older. And the one thing I really, well, the film thing I realised is, mate, don't, my mum was a worrier, don't fucking put yourself in the ground for, every day is the, is the first day of the last day of my life. It's the first day of the rest of my life. That's the way I look at it. You've got to, man. And I, I mean, jokes aside, we can make, we, you know, what I, and I, I want to be really heartfelt here. 
it's what I felt in your character, regardless to, to, to the movie, which I felt was really beautiful. And if any of you guys haven't seen, you know, Brian, what I felt was so beautiful about it. Of course, I haven't asked you about the writing process and, but just, you, you know, you represent, you've got to remember what you represent for a lot of guys that are that age. And also lots of guys in British society that are awkward, that, that, that couldn't find a space and, and felt like not connected to anything. You know, you've kind of, you've championed that as well. You've got to own that as well. You know what I mean? I don't know you, uh, uh, but you, as far as acting is concerned, you know, you've done a, a great fucking job because this is probably nothing like your home life. But what it but what it does represent, whether it's through experience, I think you've done something really amazing, truly amazing. Because there's people like that that just the magic's there. You know, want to make something out of nothing. So when I said to you at the very top of this podcast, there are a lot of similarities to people that are disenfranchised. You know, drum and bass people were always the scum on the pop industry shoes. We were like these kids that were making noise. And but I, I do love. You know, because they didn't understand it. They understand it's... it. Like anything that's not meant on misunderstanding. It's like, why is these cunts? Why are you building this fucking thing? This robot it doesn't fucking work or whatever, whatever the fuck it is. But like people that have always been in that position. So going back to answer your point in a full circle that you're, you're feeling these fears because mortality sets in. You know, and it does. It sets it into, you know, what have I done? I'm going to do, you know, what am I doing myself? And, you know, but you've achieved more than fucking most, man. You know, and, and you're in a position where if you don't have those thoughts, you're not living. Yeah. You have to have this, you have to have these thoughts. And that's, and that's yeah. what meditation is because meditation, you get hammered with it. You know, you, you get more of them and it's about letting them enter the mind and leave the mind. Yeah. Because yeah. you're just yourself fucking mad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's why on a serious note. So I, I think that you've, you know, from to, when I got to 55, it really, it's like a bit like Snakes and Ladders. It goes on a level for little Donkey Kong and then it goes up another level and you kind of feel this physical change and it goes again. I mean, I woke up two years ago and I got this like fizzing in my head. Like I, I go like, I go, I go like this. I get like, I get like this fizzing in my fucking head thinking, I said, Mr. Oh my God, I'm already a hypochondriac. My mate Patrick, he says to me, mate, if you bang your fucking elbow, you broke your arm. You yeah. know, you've got, you've got a headache. I've got a fucking hemorrhage. I'm going to fucking yeah. die. And yeah. Patrick's like, have they sorted your fast like, lane out yet for, for Thailand? What do you mean? Because you know, your hypochondriac lane. Because I'm always going in and out of the hospital to, <laughs> to see, see if anything's fucking wrong. Because I'm, I'm built on that kind of way of being. Do you know what I mean? Like everything. So, so I guess, I guess that you know, the, the what I'm finishing off on is that 57 now. I'm kind of settled a little bit. You kind of get used. To, and and really, I've had a fucking great life. If I pop my clogs tomorrow, yeah, it'll be sad. But I might get, I might have 20, 30 in me. And if you think about how the last 20 have gone, let's get our fucking skates on and get busy and do some more damage. <laughs> I think I've fallen in love with you, Goldie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not available, but, you know, hey. <laughs> Bit on the side. I'll tell, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, no. I'll kill a trident. We might even fucking... <laughs> we'll do the next one with candles. Get me on the bag with some candles. You never know, Sam. <laughs> oh, do you know what? We, we did a episode about six months ago with steve davis and i always rate that as our best episode you've just surpassed it no way Fuck yeah. Off, <laughs> yeah i tell you what i tell you what i tell you what there was the thing about steve davis and the other fella was it ray reardon i i remember doing a tv show i love you i love golden <laughs> saying ray reardon i also love the fact you've got a story about steve davis and ray reardon <laughs> ray- 
yeah, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, How yeah, is no, this possible? No, I had. I, I not say what I did. I had. I had a guy. I had him playing Paul with a pool shark from the East End on a TV show called For Real. It was made by Channel Four. And it was a pilot that never got made. What Ray Reardon? Yeah, you know, it was uh, with Steve. It was with uh, Steve Davis, and I, I got him. I got him fucking whipped by this fella. Um, for the East End, yeah, I mean, and also Steve Davis. I think I've, I think I've seen him in a few cubicles over the years at some point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, are some amazing, there are some amazing, amazing characters that I, I've I've met, and some that I can't possibly remember. Yeah. But I, uh, if I've surpassed Steve Davis, uh, nothing else is real anymore. Have you, written, have you written an autobiography? Have you done that yet? Um, I've done two. I've got the oh. first one. Mate, where you been? Uh, the first one was called Nine Lives, and the second one was called All Things Remembered. The first one was How Bigs Me Cock and Who You Shagged, and the second one was about becoming... <laughs> well, we saw how big it was when you first did up. <laughs> yeah, well, that was still, still, still bigger. Um, but the, but the, se the second was um, Settling and Finding Real True... Yeah, of luck. that book. <laughs> let's, let's go. We want to know about your winkle <laughs> and where it's been. Fucking hell, that last book track. That thing could oh, talk. Let's go back to the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Brilliant. Oh, fucking. See, that's the fucking spirit, boys. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, well, Goldie, thanks thank so you. much for coming thank on. Thank you for coming on. Man, I'm listening. Whatever I can do, Amazing. I'm going to speak to Stevie. You should get Stevie on because he'd be great. He's had a fucking oh, great right. life. That, Stevie's that... had a good life. He's, do you know what I'd love to talk to him about? Because when I act, I sh I'm. I'm sort of paralysed with fear, so I'd love to really? talk. To yeah, yeah, I'd love to talk to him about that, mate. You know, and the thing is, he's down. Well, I'll call him after this. He's he's a he's a boy, mate, and he's he's you know it's really weird because you don't seem like it. I don't know how many takes you do on these things, but you are rather well. Listen, Mark, this morning I want to end it on this note, man. Your performance in that, I'm telling you, was fucking. We don't do the Oscars, but it's Oscar fucking worthy, mate. I'm telling you, the grand, whatever the fucking BAFTAs are, that that film, man, the what you've, your performance, you you don't have to say a lot, mate. He says it all. It's brilliant what you've done there. Oh, fucking brilliant, thank you, mate. Thank, thank you very much. much. And you're just a fucking arts man. So fuck off. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, this is the other, no, but this is the other thing. The one thing I haven't covered, I haven't said. I've been fucking texting that cunt, DMing Ricky. I love Ricky, man. He's a fucking... I think he's, he's stand-up. He's, you know, the two heroes, Dave Chappelle and him. Because they both cover the grand. So if you ever... If you ever get to speak to, to Ricky, and just tell him he's a cunt. He didn't reply to me. No. Yeah, sure. I'll do it now. I'm happy to do it now. What a way to end. Just, I just wanted to fucking write Goldie <laughs> or something on a piece of paper just to know that I'm, he's, he exists. I think he's a, I think he's a brilliant man. And I, and, I, and, I, and I was saying to your wife that for whatever reason has stopped me, I thought Derek, again, was fucking like, should win everything. I thought I thought the performance in Derek was like, I think it was fucking... Because, I, I, you know, I always thought, you know, I shouldn't say the word, but I always thought he was playing a, just playing... a one of those guys. But when you looked into it, and I only watched it last Monday, and I watched it from beginning to end. Oh, did you? And, uh, yeah. And I, so I, there's been people have been telling me for ages about it, and I thought, nah, nah, he's, he's, you know, I don't know if he's knocking them a bit there. But it's beyond that. And and I saw so many fragilities in it. Again, uh, you touched on with, with your character in, in, in Brian. 
but it touched me, man. It, got, it fucking shed a tear. It, I think, I think for me, and it just feels better than the office for me. I know people are going to go, oh, you can't say that. Well, I was all right with the office. Good, yeah, I get it. But just, it just this. I don't know. Maybe I'm at the. I'm at the age where it meant something more to me at this age. I should put it another way. Right. Do you know what I mean? And it's something that maybe if I rewatch The Office, I may pee pee myself at my age um, a bit more. But I just felt that that performance. I, felt, I just want to. I just want you to tell him that I think yeah. it's hands down that for me and your on your movie have really touched me. Oh. Thank you very much, mate. What a lovely way to win. <laughs> Let's get a screen can grab. I, can I get a screen <laughs> grab of that? Can you man, fuck off. I'm <laughs> back. Uh, what a way to win. 69, boys. I'm going to go and have a barbecue with Max Gaff. Anything you need, boys, whatever Can't you need in the future. Baby. I know I'll pass across physically. So We're going to hug it out. Thank, Thank you, man. Right. Give me a roll in one of the fucking films you do as some mad cunt. Yeah. Fuck off, you know When he rolls, he fucking lions. Hey guys, it's Kayla Yule from Directionally Challenged, a podcast about realigning your internal compass. New KFC chicken nuggets are finally here and you have never had nuggets like these. All of the delicious KFC flavor you love in one amazing chicken nugget. 100% white meat, hand breaded in KFC's original recipe. Order new KFC fried chicken nuggets now available at participating KFC near you. Guys, they're finger licking good.